0: From Valley Public Radio, you're listening to COVID-19 This Week, San Joaquin Valley. I'm your host, Kathleen Schock, with health reporter Carrie Klein. It's June 4th, 2021. Today, we're doing something a little different and bringing you two related segments, a feature story and then a conversation. We'll start with a story in which Carrie profiles a group of organizations in the Valley that came together to combat inequities highlighted by COVID-19. At the core of their work on equity is building community trust, and how they did it is now being adopted in other parts of the state. Carrie begins the story in Monterey County.
1: nombre Rosa Chavez.
2: Rosa Chavez introduces herself in a promotional video designed to inspire people to get the COVID vaccine. She's a farm worker in Greenfield near Big Sur. And on this day, she's getting her vaccine at a rural clinic.
1: She's doing
2: it, she says, to protect her kids from COVID. It doesn't hurt, she says, and she's happy she did it. The video highlights a Monterey County program known as Vida, which aims to reach people like Chavez. How do they do that? By training lay people to bring health education and outreach into the communities where they live. Joel Hernandez-Laguna is with the Community Foundation for Monterey County. Together with the county, he says they trained more than a hundred of these community health workers, not just to run vaccine and testing clinics, but to canvas neighborhoods and speak at food distribution sites.
1: So what is COVID-19? How is it spread? Educating our community about those different symptoms You know, if you feel that you need to isolate, how do you do that properly?
2: Since the program started, the county says they've seen COVID positivity rates improve in the communities they targeted. VITA launched in January, and its inspiration didn't come from the state or San Francisco or LA, but Fresno County. Krista Haney is a program manager with the Monterey County Health Department.
0: We were intrigued by Fresno having a very innovative approach and wanted to look at how we could replicate aspects of that. We thought what they were doing would work well and monitoring them.
2: What Fresno is doing is called the COVID-19 Equity Project. It's a collaboration between more than a dozen organizations as well as UCSF Fresno, the city, and the county. Mm-hmm. This talks about any possible side effects that you might get with the vaccine. One of its programs is on Fulton Street in downtown Fresno. The old Goodwill building with its green marble facade is now a vaccine clinic a few days a week. And then if you want to get in touch with Pfizer, you can contact them by calling this toll-free number. Thanks to an infusion of more than 12 million dollars from the Cares Act, the collaboration targets disadvantaged neighborhoods, rural areas, and people of color or with disabilities. Patrice Pritchett is the coordinator of this particular clinic, which is hosted by one arm of the Equity Project known as the African American Coalition.
1: This T-shirt that I have on says, I got my COVID vaccination. And then the other one says, Black and vaccinated.
2: The overwhelming majority of people vaccinated by the Equity Project are people of color. Fresno also has the highest vaccination rate of any Valley County, and it's come the furthest toward vaccinating its most disadvantaged census tracts. Pritchett says none of that could have happened without community health workers behind the scenes.
1: We all play a big part in this from. Um, Mr. Russell greeting you at the door to Ms. Michael and giving you your information in regards of what you're receiving, all the way down to the, the people setting up the tents and pulling out the chairs. Beginning last year,
2: Equity Project leaders recruited and trained more than a hundred of these workers and secured city and county contracts to get them paid as trusted messengers.
1: Even if you're scared, if you see somebody else that looks like you and you are saying, man, well, if they can do it, then, you know maybe i should try. And and i believe that that is what's happening for our community to be vaccinated.
2: Now, Fresno's coalition is recognized as a role model statewide, especially for the curriculum Fresno State developed to train health workers. That's what Monterey County adopted, and so did Santa Cruz County. A similar coalition is developing in Sacramento County, where Kai Ying Hang works with the grant-giving nonprofit Sierra Health Foundation. She says it's no surprise that such innovation originated right here in the Valley.
0: There are incredible community leaders and advocates
2: who are tackling these inequities, right? And that they are addressing these challenges head on. The COVID-19 equity project didn't materialize overnight. Organizers first met last April, and it took until August to secure their first round of funding. But Tanya Pacheco-Werner, a health policy director at Fresno State and one of the collaboration's co-leaders, hopes that doesn't discourage others from trying.
1: I hope that people can see how community
0: members can be experts in their own health care, even with people having a high school education or less than high school education. And it just takes the time and training
2: Training that Pacheco-Werner asserts can be used with other community health issues long after COVID is behind us. Fresno's workers hail from all walks of life, students, grocers, retirees, auto mechanics. Patrice Pritchett used to be a daycare teacher, but she said this job and the gratitude that community members share with her have changed her life.
1: We're all in the same shoes. We all have the same questions. We all have the same fear, and so now we've, created a family in it it's a calling she hopes to stay with even after the
2: pandemic is over with valley public radio i'm carrie klein
0: and now carrie's here for our weekly discussion to delve more into the idea of equity and how equitable the local covid response has been carrie welcome back thanks kathleen as usual let's begin with a valley-wide status report
2: Well, Kathleen, we are looking so good here in the Valley. You know, our case rates and our death rates are down to the lowest they've been in over a year. Um, And in fact, three counties in our area reported no new deaths in the last week. That's Kings, Tulare, and Mariposa counties, which is really exciting. And hospitalization rates continue to drop slowly as well. Almost 2 million vaccine doses have been administered at this point in our region. About 30% of Valley residents have now been fully vaccinated and another 8% partially vaccinated. And then when it comes to business reopening, We are so close to the finish line, counting down the final days until June 15th, when Governor Newsom is set to lift almost all restrictions on businesses and places of worship. Until then, all counties uh, in the area are in the orange tier, except for Mariposa, which is in the yellow tier. And that's the least restrictive tier of the reopening blueprint.
0: It is so good to get good news. I know. (laughs) So a lot of your reporting focused on the concept of equity, What does equity mean in the context of the COVID response?
2: Well, it reflects the idea that some communities are more susceptible to the virus than others. And equity would mean targeting you know, prevention efforts at those communities specifically, and not just at the population at large. And so starting last summer, the state made a commitment to equity, meaning that it would be measuring each county's progress toward fighting the virus, not just for its entire population, but also for its populations considered to be the most disadvantaged. Now, there are, of course, lots of ways to define being disadvantaged, um, but the state determined this by using something called the Healthy Places Index. Uh, it evaluates every census tract in the state based on things that can shape health, like access to health care and transportation, safe air and drinking water, access to parks. And so based on these criteria, each census tract gets assigned a score of one to four, and the lowest quartile, those assigned a one, are considered the most disadvantaged census tracts in the state. And so since last summer, the state has set benchmarks in that lowest quartile for things like testing levels, positivity rates, case rates, and now vaccination rates as a way of ensuring that counties are looking out for the most disadvantaged residents. And that's because those populations are likely also the residents most vulnerable to the health impacts of COVID-19, as well as the indirect effects like financial losses, unemployment, and eviction. And so for some context, I spoke about this with Dr. Venice Curry. She's a physician who was brought on as a consultant for the African-American coalition arm of Fresno's COVID-19 equity project. And she says that in a society, every group is connected. So when it comes to health, giving one group a leg up inevitably helps others.
0: So our focus on the African-American community and making sure that people have good information and good access is a service to the whole city and to the whole state. So there aren't any losers in this work. What do we know at this point for which groups specifically are most at risk of contracting and and falling ill from COVID? Well, we know actually quite a lot about the answer to that
2: question. You know, there are lists of health conditions that make people vulnerable to the virus. We know that essential workers are more susceptible because they've been working in person for much of the last year. Crowded living environments make folks more susceptible. Also, you know, income levels and access to health insurance are tied to uh, virus susceptibility. And so, a lot of these factors, which are referred to as the social determinants of health, they converge to put communities of color particularly at risk. And so the state of California makes some ethnic and racial data available. And sure enough, Blacks, Latinos, Hawaiian and Pacific Islanders and Native Americans have contracted an outsized share of cases. And when it comes to who's dying of COVID, Blacks bear the greatest burden compared to their population levels, while Latinos and in some areas, whites have slightly elevated death rates compared to their population sizes.
0: So does it look like this COVID-19 equity project is having an impact in Fresno County?
2: The vaccine data suggests that it is. You know, so far, between all of the collaborations, mobile and stationary vaccine clinics, the Equity Project has administered more than 33,000 vaccines. Now, that's pretty small compared to the 700,000 total doses administered throughout the county. But for those 33,000, almost three quarters of those who receive them identify as people of color. And so that shows the project is reaching a lot of the communities that they're aiming for. Countywide, nearly half of all residents who live in that lowest quartile that I mentioned in those census tracts, almost half of all those residents have been vaccinated, and that's the highest share of all Valley counties. In a recent media call, Fresno County's interim health officer, Dr. Race Fora, talked about the Equity Project, which is a partner with UCSF Fresno, and he said the collaboration absolutely has had a positive impact on the county's pandemic response. You know, I think it would have looked much different. Um, I think that we would have had to um, work a lot harder uh, if it wasn't for UCSF Fresno stepping
1: in and, and taking on a lot of the burden uh, for doing a lot of that equity work.
2: As for what this work actually looks like at a person-to-person level, Dr. Venice Curry explained this in terms of customer service, that the community health workers at the core of the equity project are trained to respect and elevate the communities they work with. And community members can feel that,
0: and they thank her for it. What you hear is people saying how pleasant the experience was, how pleasant the people were, how it was an unexpected pleasure to actually go and get service in a way that respected them. That counts for so much, goes a long way, and it's really because of the training, but also just the people that are, that are community health uh, workers, they're just exceptional. And they just show up and, and do, their, do their work with commitment every day. Whenever the pandemic is over, or at least it's no longer so urgent, what will happen to the COVID equity project?
2: Well, one of the selling points of the collaboration was that this model, you know, leveraging trusted messengers at the ground level, you know, that this could be used to address other community health issues later on down the line. That's what the project's leaders hope for. And Dr. Mora at the county said as much as well. It's really uh, been an investment that's that's really paid a lot of dividends through the COVID era. Uh, and not that COVID is over, but I think that as we start to expand out and, and think about other public health uh, issues that we need to address, we'll certainly look at that model to say, you know, uh, how can we create an equity project that looks at, um, you know, various other diseases that we need to tackle here in Fresno County.
0: Well, Carrie, thank you so much for this fantastic reporting.
2: Thank you, Kathleen.